0: Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker, and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered, and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Suzanne Kohlberg is an author, healer and life coach who transforms bodies and minds. She believes women often gain weight because they give too much to others. They overeat because they overgive. Hi Suzanne, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Leanne. You're really welcome and I'm excited today to talk about our theme of overcoming overgiving. But first, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today?
1: Certainly. So I call myself the accidental entrepreneur because I really did start my business as an accident. So I um, used to have a corporate job in a call center and then I had my first child, went back to work. Then once I had my second child, things got a bit more dicey because people are happy to pick up one child if you're running late because I work a long way from where I lived. But when you have two two car seats, just got too much like of a hassle. So I, I um, thought I would not work that lasted six months and I was really bored (laughs) so then I had been doing well I'd been losing weight so I used to weigh 150 kilos might have been more but my scales capped out at that so I once I had my second child I actually ditched diets and gave up all that stuff that wasn't working for me but I was had this um, impetus to do something about my health because I didn't want my children to have the lifelong struggle with weight that I had So I started working with a mindset coach and looking into why I ate, not what I ate or how I moved, because I knew what to do. I just didn't do it. So I started documenting my journey on Facebook page. And that's how I became an accidental entrepreneur, because people were like, could you work? Could I work with you? Would you coach me? And I didn't really know what I was doing. So I went and um, enrolled in a coach training and got certified. And then, yeah, the rest, they say, is history. But what's been fascinating is for the first few years, I coached purely in weight loss mindset. But what I found and the undercurrent of my work and where I'm pivoting to now is this theme of overgiving. Because so often we are people pleasers or martyrs and we say yes to everybody else and no to ourselves. And then at some point, it leads to burnout and resentment. And that's the core piece. And for a lot of yo yo dieters, I believe this is the issue because they say, No, all day and then end up staying up late with Netflix and chips. So it's part of the work that I do, but it's actually a deeper thread and undercurrent.
0: I love how you're talking about that because it's it's a similar theme, I suppose, with myself in that when I was overweight about 10 or so years ago, I decided, okay, we've got to do something about it. But I found you're right. It's the mindset, isn't it? Because yeah, we do know what to do eating wise, movement wise, because it's all out there. You can find that information. We just don't do it. So it's funny. Why don't we do it is working on that mindset. And then, then leading into the overgiving. I just love how you have sort of recognize that. Yes, we do that, but we're not giving to ourselves. Are we? We're giving to everybody else.
1: Yes. And at the expense of ourselves. And then I believe for like, I was a yo-yo dieter for the better part of 30 years and I would lose weight, for a while. And then I gained it all back with interest. So in 2006, seven, I dropped 43 kilos. So I'm talking not small amounts of weight. Mm -hmm. And then in 2011, 12, I dropped 60 kilos. So like more than my best friend weighed and I always regained it all back. And this is where the overgiving piece is really kind of dropped in for me now, because when I stopped overeating, I started over in another way, overworking, over shopping, like, you know, overspending, like Amazon Prime became my friend, Um, over exercising. And people often laugh at that, but anything done in excess or to a way of avoiding something else in the long term becomes unhealthy and unsustainable. And eventually that method of over wasn't serving me anymore. So I go back to the overeating and hence the yo-yo cycle diet, binge diet became my life for such a long time.
0: Is that like that all or nothing attitude isn't it because some people can't see the in-between working the small incremental steps which is what will get you the lasting change but instead they go right I'm going to the gym but I'm going to go five days a week and if I don't go five days a week oh damn I'm not going to do it anymore
1: yeah I've been, missed one now might as well throw in the towel and start again Monday the universal yeah. day to change your life
0: <laughs> we love Mondays don't we we sure do it's like that with food as you say, as well, like with the dieting, um, we can go yo-yo dieting. So it's all or nothing again. But what I'm really interested in is talking about this overgiving because, as you say, that it moves to more than just the food and the diet, doesn't it? It moves to what we give to other people just to deflect from ourselves, to not look at ourselves, to not see what's actually going on inside of us, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And we can in business, like I'm, it's a business focus to your podcast, It can show up as sessions going over time and we think, oh, we're giving them more value. Mm -hmm. Or if the client turns up late, we will extend the session even though they were the one who didn't respect the time boundary. And they might have had a valid reason, but, you know, we we extend it if people cancel at the last minute, even though we have a cancellation policy, we don't honour it. Um, Just checking in, like... the the martyr concept in me it's like when my savior energy comes out it's a sign now where am i not looking after myself that i feel the need to go check in how my people are going and just you know giving value constantly but beyond the point of it being value and almost to the point where we're getting validated by the feedback that we're getting like that's the difference between because a lot of people say to me what's the difference between over giving and being generous generosity it's fulfilling. It gives you energy. You feel inspired. You feel enlightened. Whereas overgiving, it's heavy. It's almost that graspy, needy kind of energy. And it's you getting validation from other people telling you how amazing you are. So it's a fine line to walk between the two. And just a simple check-in with self, like what's happening for me right now, or, or am I not looking after myself that I rescue others to as a way to feel better?
0: I think too, the emotions come out, don't, don't they? That you start to notice that I'm not feeling good. Like you mentioned energy and the heaviness of it, but it's also like you start becoming resentful of people or other things or those around you because you are doing so much for everyone else. And you then start going, oh, I feel like I'm taking, being taken advantage of. And then it, it goes on that bit of a spiral, doesn't
1: it? It totally does. And you can feel this kind of, I'm trying to explain it. Like you want to show how committed you are and you want to show, like you you want to get points. It can become this tracking thing. Like, you know, are are they noticing me? Are they realising how much I'm putting into this? So when you realise that you're putting more in than your clients, uh, that's when it's a real red flag that that it's gone from being generous to being overgiving because we can't want something more for somebody than they want for themselves in whatever aspect that we're helping them with.
0: Do you find also that as business owners we tend to, really get into our businesses and we start overgiving there then you start forgetting about their families and their their quality time and things like that and then it starts to affect their personal life as well
1: oh totally because um because I've worked in weight loss and now the overgiving is more um overarching but it's like when we sacrifice our health for wealth and we're fully focused on okay let's do all this business stuff kids just just wait, I'm, I'm going to be five more minutes. And I remember once my children saying to me that I was always on my phone and I was a little bit agitated. And then I was like, hang on, they are right. Like my phone is always with me checking notifications or dings or emails. Uh, that day I actually took email off my phone because I was like, I don't need to be checking this. And yeah, we can get really short and snappy with the family or our loved ones because we don't feel like we can give that a voice or we don't want to in our business so the 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 resentment's building up here but then it's being expressed in other areas of our life
0: yeah for sure so when you sort of talk to people about this overgiving what are some of the things that really stand out for you that that they're suffering at the moment is it stress and overwhelm those type of feelings or what's actually showing up is it the over being just being overweight
1: it's it's a number of things so like I believe we have four bodies, emotional, physical, mental, and I'd say energetic, but some people will say spiritual. It was funny. I was just journaling about this this morning and then you asked that exact question. I was like, where is it? Um, so like emotionally you feel unappreciated. So it's like I'm doing all this for you. <laughs> it can be really hard to hear this. I know when I'm really deep in my overgiving saviour complex, Um, That thought comes up, but I don't want to acknowledge it. So emotionally, if it's any sort of like I'm doing all this and nobody appreciates me kind of energy for physically, you just feel beyond tired, you feel exhausted. And when I'm saying the level of exhaustion that a good night's sleep or taking a day off doesn't touch it, you're just beyond mentally, you can start to feel resentful. Like It's when the, the tit-for-tat mindset comes in, like I shared that of hers or I commented on that and they didn't comment on mine or something like that. And then energetically you just feel depleted, similar to the physically that it's taking a rest doesn't actually fill you back up. It's not about taking a day off or going on a holiday. It's just this depletion. I think that's where a lot of people talk about going into burnout where they just have to have that complete break and reset and come back. So you have these different areas of your life where it's showing up.
0: I think too, um, from what you're saying, is that boundaries seem to come to mind. Is that, yes, a holiday is great sometimes, or even that day away, or even having your weekend free of work stuff, but it doesn't always reset you, does it? I think it's because you don't. You still go back to the same thing, to the same um, ways of doing what you're doing. So I think boundaries are really important. Is that something that you work on with clients? Is setting those really, really good, boundaries?
1: A hundred percent. So I I used to be a total doormat and a yes woman, and boundaries scared me because I thought that people would think I was lazy or people would think I didn't appreciate them or appreciate the opportunity or that I didn't care and setting boundaries is really it's absolutely life-changing because if someone says hey Suze can you do this if I don't want to do it now I don't feel any guilt in saying no Or if I do want to do it, I'll say, yes, and here's when I'm available. Whereas in the past, I would have moved everything around, like rearranged my entire schedule. So somebody asked me to do something just last week coming up next week. I can't remember what it was now. And I was like, yeah, I'm available Tuesday between 5 and 7. Like I gave them the times and none of them worked. I was like, oh, sorry, I can't help you. But I didn't feel any guilt or shame or like I should put myself out because it's kind of like... With boundaries, we can, when we're in the place of resentment or in the place of um, fear, we can get angry or even more resentful, but people can't respect our boundaries if they don't know what they are. And we can't respect our boundaries if we don't know what they are, because we've never had to set them before, because we've been modelled to say yes to everything and, and to overgive, because that's how we grew up or that's how we got our validation so to actually learn to, you know, check in with yourself before just saying yes to something and not just do you want to, do you have the capacity, especially at the, at the time of recording this with COVID, we're, we're both in um, Australia, there's floods, there's lots of external things going on and I'm, I'm running my program, it's just wrapping up this week and at the last week, everybody in general, a large amount of people, I shouldn't over generalize and say everybody, is like I didn't do enough. So I just created a list of 10 things that came to mind off the top of my head. I was like, how many of you have had this happen this round? And how many of you were these things unexpected? Um, lost a job, started a new job. We're in a flood, <laughs> supported somebody through a flood, had COVID, supported somebody with COVID, like all these things. And people were like, whoa, because we often think, well, now isn't the right time. Like, I know that I overgive Sues. I know that this is a big deal, but now isn't the right time. I'll work on it once. But the thing is, life doesn't fit into these nice little things. You know, floods happen, sickness happens, illness happens. And it's learning to have these boundaries within whatever's going on so that you can, you know, live the life you you love today and not someday when everything else is sorted out.
0: Oh, that's so true. And I I think what's important, too, is not only having your boundaries, is it something I've taken on this year is, yes, I'm getting stronger with my boundaries, but it's also going, well, does that actually give me any joy? you know, thinking about these things. Does it give me joy? No, it's not going to give me joy. Why am I saying yes to these things? So it's having that extra step too. It's like, okay, yes, I I don't mind doing things, but here are the boundaries around that. Communicating them, because I think that's important, as you said, communicating them, because quite often people, if they've been treating you a certain way for a long period of time and you suddenly change, they're going to go, hey, what's going on here?
1: There will be pushback from the people who know you, but people who come into your life, it's actually really funny, because I run a group program. It used to be a membership, so it was ongoing. And then I realized it wasn't actually serving people in the way that I hoped because when it was ongoing, people just kind of left. Oh, see ya. And it was a little bit awkward, but I really wanted people to celebrate how far they come, even if they hadn't reached their ultimate goal. I wanted them to, to feel like they had this achievement and that they were welcome to go. It wasn't like, uh, I'm leaving and sneaking out the back door. Like, let's celebrate the time that you had here and the experience we had together. And yes, it's time to move on. And that's totally allowed and acceptable and loving, but not like, well, I don't like when things when in, in, in life, when relationships end, like when we come to the end of the season, there is often some kind of guilt or shame or fear about leaving. And I, I really think that there's something to be celebrated that that chapter is over. And now we're both free to start a new chapter. So I redid my program um, from a membership to a program that has a 10 week, I call them around And then I base it seasonally. So even though it's artificial season because it's a 10-week thing, because I'd always avoided start together, finish together things because I had such a weight problem. That's the 12-week challenge model. Let's Mm -hmm. flog ourselves for 12 weeks and then already be dreaming about the burger we're going to have at the end. I was like, I never want that. And I was like, but I don't have to. So we have these seasons. We start in spring. We move into the summer, which is a consistent and persistent action. Then we have the autumn where we harvest that round. And it's my favorite part because... As a society, as a Western society, we're not taught to harvest. We're like, if you haven't reached a goal yet, you're not good enough. If you haven't tried hard enough. Just keep going. And so we have this autumn and we celebrate every success and every step, and then the winter is the break between rounds. So some people come back round to round to round to round. Like I teach what I most need to know. Uh, <laughs> it's for as much as my clients is for me that my, my business. And then some people they take a round or two off, or they just always welcome. And we talk about the winter and not being afraid because. If life is li- life is not linear, like a before and after, that's why I can't stand before and after stories. What happens after the after? Life is cyclical and seasonal. And I can't remember how I got into this. I was <laughs> answering <laughs> something that you asked. There was a reason I was talking about it. Um, but, yes, it's just something about that, you know, time.
0: For- oh, boundaries. What's that got to do with boundaries?
1: There was a thread that I've lost. I apologise. That is okay. <laughs> that
0: is totally fine because it's all just, you know, such great wisdom that you're coming up with because I, I really feel – you know, that whole, you know, success failure type thing. Like here, do it in 12 weeks. And if you don't get to your 12-week goal, then that's it, you've failed. Because I've seen that many times as well. Whereas I like the whole thing of um, changing. Like I'm into neuro change. And I have a neuro change method that I program that I take to people through. Gets them to learn how their brain works and then to keep learning from that. And don't worry if you fail to just keep, how to keep moving on and how to keep having a lifestyle rather than having these set periods of time to um, set yourself up for success or failure, you know? Yes. So that's and what most I'm Most successful what people are
1: successful because they got really good at failing. Yes. Like Thomas Edison inventing the light bulb. Walt Disney, I didn't know this too recently, but apparently he got rejected over 30 times for a loan when he was trying to start up Disneyland. How many of us have the resilience and the grit to keep showing up mm. after that many no's? Like yeah. so many of us, like I tried once, it didn't work. So I'm a failure and scuttle off. And it's like, no, there is so much like to learn and to harvest and wisdom that we get rather than setting this unrealistic standard and then beating ourselves with it.
0: Yeah, so true. So when you've seen people start, you know, working on their lives and stop this overgiving thing that society seems to think that we should be doing, are you seeing more resilience and grit in people or something else that's coming out in them?
1: Yes, um, and actually joy. Because so many of us, that the people I work with, we have this foreboding joy because we've been grown up or modeled that don't get too big for your britches or wait for the other shoe to drop or don't brag or anything like this. So what I love about the program that I teach and the people I work with is this celebration. Like I found five cents on the ground. Yay. I said no when my kids asked me for something. Yay. You know, like the tiny little thing. So we, we talk habits micro habits like they are the smallest habits ever and we can set them usually in one in each of the themes so physical mental emotional and energetic but it doesn't matter but these are the things that are so embarrassing that you would never share them with anybody else on the internet because you part of you might die inside but in, in my container we celebrate that because we so say for example exercise a lot of us know you know we should i don't like that word but mm. we should walk for you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes a day. And it's a pass or fail. It's 45 minutes or nothing. And then we, we, we fail most of the time. So for the people I work with, I'm like, what if, and my personal one is each day I put on my shoes and I walk to the end of my driveway, which is like 12 steps from my house. I'm not, li- I don't live rurally. And the thing is, because once you've got your shoes on and gotten out the door, you usually keep going whereas if it's oh half an hour it's nothing I don't have time I'm too busy not today I'll do it Monday you know the universal day to change my life and then we never actually do it so we set these habits that are so tiny like I remember working with a client once and she'd been seeing a physio for over a year she had these exercises she needed to do she never did them she's like I'm wasting money with the physio I'm wasting their time I'm so frustrated I'm in so much pain and I said well what's what's the issue with the exercises like you know you need to do them like what's what's the barrier for entry here She's like getting down on the floor. It hurts so much. So I was like, what about instead of doing the exercises each day, you just got to get down on the floor. That's what you track. That's what you set. And she's like, that's ridiculous, Suzanne. I'm like, exactly. So she was in the group and then each day when she got on the floor, she did a post with all cheer because once she was on the floor, like six days out of seven, she did the stretches, whether she did a minute's worth or 15 minutes or whatever, she did something. And I think that's us pass fail people who are like all or nothing. Well, because I can't do it all, I won't do anything. And it's just celebrating that tiny success. You know, even in business, if you're like, oh, the whole idea of doing a Facebook live has you freaking out. Like I do them all the time. But my first Facebook live took me about a month to, to get myself mentally prepared for. And then like an hour of literally breathing into a paper bag. And then my one of my kids is actually in it because I couldn't come on by myself. And now, I'm walking up a hill with my hair everywhere, puffed out, don't even know what I'm going to talk about. That's how I do them. But I started from there, like just celebrating the tiny little steps. And I think that's what we overlook when we're looking so far ahead to what we want to achieve.
0: I so agree. And celebrate those little wins because they are, even if they're little, it gets the brain thinking, oh, yeah, well, we can do the next one. We can do the next one. We can get better and better. I love that. That's perfect. Well, Suzanne, I could keep talking to you about this for ages. I love it. I get passionate about it as well. I love all the things you're talking about. But if our listeners want to find out more about you or contact you, where's the best place for them to go? Uh,
1: if they head to my website, SuzanneKolberg.com, which I'm sure you'll put in the notes because my name's a pearler. I don't think anyone's ever spelled it <laughs> correctly the first time. <laughs> and if you go to Colberg.com forward slash newsletter, my newsletter is worth signing up for. I know a lot of people go, oh, but it's really, really good. I send it typically once a week. I have special offers and trainings that go to my list only. And it's just all about these, you know, tiny little habits and feeling successful today, every day, rather than someday. And, you know, how to overcome those overgiving and set boundaries in a way that makes you feel good.
0: Love it. I'll be signing up. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Leanne. Ignited, Suzanne has been through the patterns of overgiving like so many of us. Her tips on setting boundaries are key. If you want to contact Suzanne, go to her website, SuzanneKolberg.com. For beating burnout and getting balance, To go from apathy to adventure, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.